world. This prison has more inmates than bunks. It has more prisoners than places to put them. It has more residents than resources. This is not only the most populated prison in the world, it's also the most oppressive prison in the world. You talk to the inmates in this prison and they will tell you that they are overworked and underfed. And not only is this prison the most populated prison and the most oppressive prison in the world, this prison is also the most permanent prison in the world. Many, many of her inmates never see the light of day. They're in this prison permanently. You want to know the name of this prison? It's not Shawshank. It's the prison of ingratitude. You've seen her prisoners, haven't you? You've seen the chains that bind these prisoners up inside that prison of ingratitude. Maybe you're even a little familiar with those chains yourself. It's the chains of want that keep them chained up in that prison. They want bigger, newer, nicer, better, slimmer, thinner, you name it, they want something. It might be a new job or a new car or a new house or a new spouse. And when they get what they want, well, what happens is they get paroled from the prison of ingratitude. Finally, it looks like they're free. But then, then, the new job gets old. The new car loses its new car smell. The new house gets small. The new spouse has bad habits. The sizzle fizzles. And before you know it, with that, another ex-con breaks parole and ends up right back in the prison of ingratitude. Let me ask you, are you an inmate in the prison of ingratitude? You are, if you feel better when you have more and worse when you have less. You are, if amid the many blessings of your life, you find yourself grumbling, complaining, whining, doing the poor little old me routine. You are, if your joy is always just one purchase away, one person away, one makeover away. If that's the case, you're in the prison of 
in gratitude, bound up by the chains of want. But wait a minute. While you're sitting there in that prison of ingratitude, somebody comes to visit you. And he comes with a wonderful message of how you can be set free from that prison of ingratitude. Your visitor is named King David, the author of Psalm 23. And as he sits down with you in that prison visitation room, he looks at you through that plexiglass wall right into your eyes. And he says to you, I have a secret for you. It's the secret of gratitude. You find that secret in Psalm 23, the first verse. Here's how that verse goes. Take out your message notes from uh, your worship folder, and you'll see Psalm 23, verse 1, right on there. Let's read that verse out loud together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Last Sunday morning, we started a new message series here at Mission Liberty Hill. I'm entitling the message series, Lighten Your Load, Releasing Your Heavy Loads by Giving Them to Jesus. And uh, all of us have times when we carry heavy loads. I think most of you could relate to me when I walked up front uh, last Sunday morning loaded down with all this luggage. And I uh, kind of walked with you through some of the heavy loads that we tend to carry and that we're going to uh, be learning in this series to let go of and turn over to Jesus. You remember some of those heavy loads? The suitcase of self-reliance, the cooler of in gratitude, the backpack of worry, the garment bag of guilt, the carry-on of fear, and the duffel bag of disappointment. Jesus looks at us carrying these loads sometimes, and he says to us, take a load off. I want to help you lighten your load. And by lightening our load, I mean this. You see that definition on your notes. It means trusting God with burdens you were never intended to bear so that you might entrust those burdens to him. This is what it means to lighten your load. So last Sunday morning, we looked at letting go of the suitcase of self-reliance. Tonight, we want to look at letting go of the cooler of ingratitude. And we're going to learn from Psalm 23, verse 1, how we truly might be thankful people. Let's say verse 1 again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. So if you want to be set free from the prison of ingratitude, 
you need to think about three things this evening. And here are the three things you want to think about. You can write them on your notes. First of all, I want to encourage you to think about the stuff you own. The stuff you own. And uh, you know what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about the car you drive, the house you live in, the jewelry you wear, the clothes uh, you have purchased, the money you spend. Think about the stuff you own. And let me remind you of two very important biblical truths about the stuff you own. Here's truth number one. Your stuff isn't yours. Your stuff isn't yours. That's the truth. You just ask any coroner, any embalmer, any mortuary director, and they'll tell you that nobody takes it with them. It's just as Ecclesiastes 5 verse 15 says. Naked a man comes from his mother's womb, and as he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labor that he can carry in his hand. When you think about the stuff you own, remember, your stuff isn't yours. And second biblical truth to remember, not only is your stuff uh, not yours, your stuff isn't you. Your stuff isn't you. Who you are has nothing to do with the car you drive, with the clothes you wear, with the size television set you watch. It just doesn't. Jesus said this in Luke 12, verse 15. Uh, look at the Message Bible paraphrase of that verse. Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. I want to tell you, when God looks at you, he doesn't look at you as the man with the nice car or the woman with the expensive clothes or the teenager with the new cell phone or the child with the new PlayStation. He looks at your heart. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 says this, The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Your stuff isn't you. If you want to be set free from the prison of ingratitude, if you want to be let go, if you want to just let go of that burden of unthankfulness, this is the first thing you want to do. Think about the stuff you own. And remember, your stuff isn't yours and your stuff isn't you. More stuff will never set you free from the prison of ingratitude. Here's the second thing to think about if you want to be set free from the prison of ingratitude. Even as you think about the stuff you own, you want to think about the circumstances you face. The circumstances you face. Look at what 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 and, uh, to 18 says about this. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Underline on your notes those words, give thanks in all circumstances. Now I'd like to meddle in your life for a moment. And I'd like to ask you to complete the following statement. You see it on your notes. There it is. I will be happy when. Go ahead, fill in that blank. Would it be I will be happy when I'm healed, when I'm promoted, when I'm married, when I'm single, 
when I'm richer, when I'm thinner, how would you finish that statement? Give yourself a moment to think about that. I will be happy when. Okay, now answer this question. If what popped into your mind, your wish, never came true, if your situation never changed, if what you're hoping for never happened, could you be happy? If not, then you're doing time in the prison of ingratitude. And that's why on this Thanksgiving evening, if you want to be set free from the prison of ingratitude, not only must you think about the stuff you own and the circumstances you face, above and beyond everything else, you must think about the third thing, the Savior you have, the Savior you have, the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ. Think for a moment. Think for a lifetime about all you have in your good shepherd and savior, Jesus Christ. Consider these two promises from the word of God. I put them there on your notes. Romans 8.32 from the message paraphrase. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And then look at Philippians 4, verse 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. When you have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, by trusting him, the good shepherd, who laid down his life for you on a cross so that you could be part of his flock and his child and his lamb forever and ever. When you have him, you have a God who loves you. You have his presence around you. You have his Holy Spirit within you. You have all of heaven ahead of you. You have right now, today, forgiveness for every sin, direction for every decision, light for every path, an anchor for every storm. You have everything you need in Jesus Christ. And who can take these things from you? <laughs> well, can cancer spread to your salvation? No. Can bankruptcy impoverish your prayers? No. Can the thief steal the Holy Spirit from your heart? No. Can a tornado knock down your home in heaven? No. So trust in Christ and think biblically about the stuff you own and the circumstances you face, but most of all, Think about the Savior 
you have in him, you have every reason. You have all you need to be thankful and to stay out of the prison of ingratitude. Jesus can help you let go of that heavy burden. He can. So let go of those heavy loads. Walk out of that prison of grumbling and complaining and whining and looking at the negative and look to Christ. Think about Christ. Set your heart on Jesus Christ, not on your circumstances, but on your Savior, not on your stuff, but on your Redeemer. And you will be able to say what King David said in Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Say it again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And that's when you're able to say what the psalmist said in Psalm 100. Let's read that psalm aloud with me from your notes. Would you join with me in reading that? Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. A man once went to his pastor, and he was right in the middle of a total financial collapse. And he cried out to his pastor, Pastor, I have lost everything. And the pastor said, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that you've lost your faith. And the man said, Oh, no, pastor, I haven't, I haven't lost my faith. Well, then I'm sorry to hear that you've lost your character. Oh, no, Pastor, I still have my character. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that you've lost your salvation. Oh, no, Pastor, I still have my salvation. To which the pastor replied, let me see now. You still have your faith. You still have your character. You still have your salvation. It seems to me that you've lost none of the things that really matter. When you have Jesus, you have all you need. So we can pray the prayer that that old Puritan prayed when he sat down to a very, very sparse meal of bread and water. He looked at that meal and he said these words, all this and Jesus too. <laughs> and as we come to the Lord's table tonight, can't we say that? All this and Jesus too. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. A short-term missionary was visiting uh, the island of Tobago, and while he was there, he had the responsibility on his very last day to uh, lead a worship service in a leper colony. And uh, as he was leading the service, he asked if anyone had 
a favorite song they'd like to sing right then. And at that moment, a one leprous woman said, I have a song to sing. And this missionary looked over at her, and he had never seen a more disfigured face in her life. Her ears, her lips, her nose had been completely eaten away by the rep a leprosy. Her eyes were encrusted shut. But she raised her fingerless hand, and she said, let's sing. Count your many blessings. And so they did. The missionary started leading and singing the song. But at a certain point, he just broke down and couldn't sing it anymore. Afterwards, another member of the missions team came up to this uh, missionary and said, I bet you'll never sing that song again. And the missionary said, oh, I'll sing it again, but I'll never sing it the same way. So go ahead, by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit living in you through Christ, set your mind and heart not on your stuff, not on your circumstances, but on your Savior and say, say it with me, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Say it again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. You know, I think I just heard another bag hit the ground. I think I just heard a prison door opening up. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's bow for prayer.